Hello. Welcome to the show where we cast our favourite books into film. I'm Roxanne. I'm Rachel. I'm Flo. And this is Typecast, brought to you by the Rare Birds Book Club. This week, we're recasting Persuasion. By Jane Austen. Just had to get that in there. <laughs> you just had to get that in just there. Like a kid, I can't help myself. <laughs> Guys, I've been thinking. Okay. Right, this book got me thinking this week. Okay. Is there a service that exists in Scotland, preferably Edinburgh, where you can go and dress up in Regency clothes and have your photo taken? Actually, <laughs> yes. Oh my God, is there? Well, it's not really a service, but... You know the Georgian house on Charlotte Square? <gasps> oh my god. On like the third floor they have a costume cupboard where you can dress up <gasps> and just take loads of pictures in like a parlor room. And oh there's god. also quill pens and you can write letters and seal them. Should we I have, have an special? idea for a letter? <laughs> I actually have an idea for a letter too. <laughs> I may have played So Persuasion, before I jump into the sort of summary of Persuasion, this is Jane Austen's, this is her final novel. This is the last book she wrote, and it wasn't actually published until after she died. It's like six months after she died. How old was she when she died? 17. She was like 40. Yeah. She was young. Early 40s. Yeah. Here we go. Persuasion. A summary by Rachel Wood. At age 27, Anne Elliot is an ugly old spinster who refrains <laughs> oh Her father's extravagance and mismanagement of the estate forced the Elliots to take desperate measures. They rent out their mansion, Kelnich Hall, and move to Bath. But instead of joining them, Anne is called to help her sister Mary. While at Uppercross, Anne visits with the family of her brother-in-law, the Musgroves. Louisa and Henrietta Musgroves are newly returned from school and in need of excitement. Mm -hmm. How convenient then that the new tenants at Anne's old house, Admiral Croft and his wife, Mrs. Croft, are very nice and friendly people who are scheming to get Mrs. Croft's brother married off as a decorated naval captain that's just returned from war. (gasps) Captain Wentworth is just what a, a young man ought to be. Handsome, amiable, <laughs> and in possession of a large fortune. He is back on dry land and ready to find a wife. When Anne hears that the Crofts have rented their home and Captain Wentworth is coming to town, her life is thrown into d- disorder. Frederick Wentworth is the boyfriend who she blew off eight years ago. <laughs> the two were secretly engaged, but as Anne was from a wealthy family and Wentworth was just a lowly naval officer, she was persuaded by her friend Lady Russell to break off the engagement breaking Wentworth's heart and her own. Mm. Anne has spent the last eight years single and regretting her decision, while Wentworth spent the last eight years pissed at her for her weakness of character. When they meet again, Captain Wentworth says she looks so ugly he didn't even recognize her at first. (laughs) That is taking liberties. That was so (laughs) harsh. Causing Anne to cry and write in her diary that she and Wentworth are worse than strangers because they can never meet. Mm. Meanwhile, Wentworth Mm. is in a pickle. He was so busy trying to make Anne jealous that he accidentally made everyone believe he was getting engaged. And as a man of honor, he feels like he has to go through with it. Uh-uh. Luckily, Louisa takes a bad fall in Lyme Regis. And she <laughs> Anne takes control of the situation and her calm management reminds Wentworth that she is in fact the perfect woman. And after his friend, Captain Bennick swoops in on Louisa, he's free to declare his love for Anne once again. But when he catches up with Anne in Bath, it looks like he's missed his chance. After a series of emotionally charged looks between the two, (laughs) (laughs) 
Wentworth can finally stand it no longer. He writes her the most romantic letter in the history of literature, and this time Anne will not be persuaded otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a classic. It's sort of less well-known than Pride and Prejudice, is, I guess, but, you know, it's... It's kind of a shame because Persuasion is, like, much, much, much more romantic than Pride and Prejudice in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. A, like a proper love story. Yeah, it's full of yearning. Yeah. But it also, unlike her other ones... It really focuses in on just the two characters, really. You know, there's there's a little bit of family stuff, but not to the extent of something like Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility. My favourite, I think. Mine too, for sure. Mine too. So that kind of leads us into our first, you know, point of discussion, which is what are our memories of this book? What are our associations? When did we first read it? When did we first swoon? <laughs> I think I read it in university for the first time, mm. but I have a very clear memory of rereading it in one of my night classes. And mm. I was in night class. I was reading Persuasion, like waiting for the, I was like 20 minutes early and you're just waiting for the class to start. And I'm sitting there waiting and I'm just reading the bit where Anne's like upset because she's seen Captain Wentworth and he's like, oh, do I even know you? Oh, that's so good. That. And this says the bit, there's a really beautiful line in this book where she says that they're worse than strangers because yeah. they can never meet. And just as I read that, in walks a boy that I liked. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who I had, like, at the end of the semester before, drunkenly approached in a bar and had been like, hey. Oh, no. And we had, like, kind of an awkward conversation. And uh, he walked into the class and he looked at me and then looked <gasps> away. <I was> like, <gasps> Classic Wentworth. I was like, oh my God, Anne, I get it. <laughs> oh, that is great, that moment, isn't it? Where she's, she sees him and then... It's like, all oh, the worst is over. She yeah. has to say to herself. And she says over and over as well. It's like, it's over, it's over. Oh. And you're like, oh, God. I know. It's interesting rereading this because I read this book when I was about 15, which, you know, I kind of think is the perfect age because I read it and I was like, yes, this is what all my romances are going to be I like. can't wait to get a letter. <laughs> Someone's going to write me a very I can't wait to be brokenhearted for eight years. <laughs> I know. May I never live to the age of 27 unmarried. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it was interesting rereading it because it is quite teenage, has that that very sort of well all love is teenage isn't it all love falling in love is extremely embarrassing yeah. i think it's in very, general it's so it just captures that sort of oh, angst I yeah loved it. loved it i think i must have read it in my teens as well because mm. i think it coincided with the the new uh, adaptation and i think i probably read the book around the same time as watching it yeah let, maybe let's just discuss that tv adaptation so the one we're referring let's to go into it, is yeah. The one with Sally Hawkins and Rupert, Rupert Henry Jones. Henry Jones. Oh, I remember watching this when it came on TV and just, you know, being beside myself with the casting of Rupert Henry Jones because I'd seen him in a small bit role in something else and I was well, like, this is one to watch. He was in um, Spooks. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And uh, when he comes on screen, I'm like, finally they cast <laughs> a hot boy. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's hot. He's a little too refined, I think. He, he doesn't look like he's been on a ship no, for years. He does not he? look like he's been off at work. But this is around the time of the new Pride and Prejudice film as well. Mm, and that yeah. was like around the time where we really got a flavor for like, let's make them all super hot. With the 2007 adaptation, I, I mean, they kind of did Sally Hawkins dirty in that film. Her hair. Oh, the hair film. is just 
abominable. Yeah. Just a, a curl, just a couple curls. Don't, it's I mean, so like wet looking. They truly. Oh, it's really slicked down. They <laughs> truly make Sally Hawkins like as ugly as she can possibly be in that film. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's unnecessarily ugly. They go for like a little bouncy fringe at the end to kind of imply oh, that she's happier and yeah. prettier now. <laughs> even the outfits, even the outfits were not Yeah, which good. is weird because Regency can be really nice. Uh. Yeah, and they do that clever thing in that adaptation where they have the misunderstanding where she thinks that Louisa is marrying Wentworth mm. and then she finds out and she's astonished. That it's not him. Yeah. And that's a really nice kind of reveal. Yeah, that's a great scene. Which isn't in the book. Can no. we talk about, though, with such, you know, hot leads, great after adaptation. <laughs> The worst kiss <laughs> that Probably has ever been filmed. In the history of film kisses, there has never been one worse than the kiss at the end of Persuasion. It's almost unwatchable, actually. I know. <laughs> I, I can't no, watch it. It is unwatchable. It it's, is. it's painful. It it almost makes my skin crawl. I would rather they never kissed. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather agreed. they didn't end up together, quite <laughs> frankly. It's hor- it's genuinely horrifying. If you've never seen the 2007 adaptation, please go and watch you it. You can probably find the clip of just the kiss. <laughs> yeah. Like Google like horrifying kiss from Persuasion and I'm sure it'll come up. The, um, the casting of Walter Elliott and Elizabeth Elliott is genius in that one. Oh, and Tobias yeah. Menzies is Mr. Elliott. And he's, he's yeah. great too. He's yeah. great. The sort of incidental casting is really good. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. Completely agree with you. I love Tobias Menzies as mm. uh, Mr. Elliott. And I mean, I just love him in anything, so... He's he's a good baddie, a good charming baddie. He is. Yeah, because he is, he is charming. Yeah. yeah. And attractive. Mm. Okay, well, 95 version. I think uh, we know... <laughs> This is we know what your thoughts are, Rach. I what think are already. you gonna say? I'm not gonna say <laughs> the ninety five one is very good. It the ninety five one is very good. I think it really captures the spirit of persuasion, that real sort of quietness. Yeah. And sort of restraint. Yeah. And I think Kieran Hines is kinda hot. He I think he's <laughs> hot. I actually think he's really hot in it. That's where yeah. you've come <laughs> last week. But at no point am I like, oh damn. <laughs> I want to marry Wentworth. There's Aww. none of that. None I think of that. He's really attractive. I think when he's got like a little bit of a five o'clock shadow and he's in his like trim navy suit, he's very tanned. He's striding. <laughs> oh, a lot. but his costume being okay. on the ship. Part of, part of the problem with that one is like his costume. Well, the hat doesn't do him any favors. Take the hat off. <laughs> oh What's wrong with the hat? The hat is. It's like what you'd expect Admiral Nelson to wear. It's a very big hat. What I love about the ninety-five one is that. He just like doesn't look at her. Yeah. Like he can't look at her. He can't bring himself to look at her. And in the 2007 one, they're kind of constantly exchanging glances. Yeah. But you really feel that kind of coldness from him. And it's mm. not because he hates her. Well, it is a little bit. He's angry with her. But it's like he can't bring himself to kind of revisit that. And I think they do that really well. Yeah. That kind of real subtle. And it creates like a real longing because she's desperate for him. Yeah. yeah. So she's always looking at him and desperate for him yeah. to look back at her yeah and amanda rude's performance too she gives this really she's understated so yeah. she's lovely she's lovely yeah. performance she's yeah. got period face <laughs> that did not i work. know that sounds yeah. bad but you know what i mean right like, <laughs> why don't we call it like regions face? <laughs> <laughs> we can call yeah. regions face. you really you really caught me off guard with that but you part. know what i mean she's got a sort of soft pale very english yeah face that you know she could totally you buy that she is from that time like i feel like she could actually play jane austen yeah i I also think they do that scene really well in the concert when he sort of goes off and she sort of chases after him because that part 
of is one of my favorite lines in the book. How is this for just capturing the way women feel about everything so this is right after like she's been talking to mr elliot wentworth seen her he's he's storming off and she realizes it and she goes he's jealous of mr elliot it was the only intelligible motive captain wentworth jealous of her affection could she have believed it a week ago three hours ago for a moment, the gratification was exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> like even back then, Jane Austen was like, yeah, yeah, this is the best. She gets it. She gets it. <laughs> I love that. So I think that scene in it is really good because you can see her sort of pleased but also trying to stop him from leaving because she's twigged that he's now interested again. Yeah. So I think that was very good, well done. I love in the 2007 version when that happens and it's like he leaves like straight away <laughs> and she's like oh excuse me I'm going to the bathroom she runs after him and she's like where are you going and he's like oh, I hate music now <laughs> <laughs> she's like aren't you enjoying the concert she's like, no <laughs> there's nothing for me to yeah. stay for Goodbye. <laughs> yeah oh it's it god it's such a good romance so time to do our casting call then it's time Talk about who we want to cast, what features we're looking for. You yep. guys ready? Yep. 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 Okay. I'm going to go through the rules again. Just yeah, in yeah, case just you've forgotten. A quick refresh. Just a little refresh. For Roxanne. Ah, <laughs> uh, excuse me. I'm not the rule breaker here. You are. We have to cast actors. <laughs> uh, we have to cast people who are living. And we also have to cast contemporary actors. So don't start talking to me about, you know, Sandra Bullock, but as she was in Speed. I don't oh. want to. I don't want to hear that. I was so excited to see what example you were. <laughs> she just popped into my head, and I went with it. <laughs> she would make an amazing analyst. She is great in speed, though. <laughs> really charming. <laughs> okay, I, that's fine with me. I'm pleased to okay. say I will follow the rules. You got this it. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Yep. So, what are we looking for then? Well, okay. How ugly is Anne? She's not ugly. She's not ugly. She's she's in the book. <laughs> it is mentioned so many times that she's extremely pretty. The only thing is that she's, you know, she needs a glow up. Well, the now, implication is that being around Wentworth kind of revives her, her yeah. and makes her youthful and and pink cheeked again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard when you're as old as twenty seven to keep your looks. Yeah, when like you're an old yeah. old hag. Yeah, that age. <laughs> old very old <laughs> yeah. your family's given up Just all hopes of everything's better. falling off and mm. then what about wentworth is he i mean i i, I would say he's he's handsome but he's, more he's a, a hottie yeah i i, I mean i totally read him as hot but i mean a few too. minutes ago you said uh rupert penry jones was too hot so no i didn't no, i said I, he was too refined so. by okay. which i mean he looked like he has soft hands kieran hines looks like he's got some calloused fingers by comparison going in a very strange direction it's not strange you know what i'm talking about it's getting weird between the <laughs> soft hands and the period face i just don't know what to do with look you. you're twisting all of my words you know what i mean by all of these things <laughs> and do we have any opinions about what they look like does wentworth need to be blonde is he brunette i don't have a preference you on don't, her, no. no so we're I completely either. free on yeah look and build and that's what i mean I, I probably imagine dark hair but so we're, so we're all kind of in agreement with these two characters is it's much more about vibe the essence of them mm. their characteristics rather than their look i would say so so wentworth is kind of oh they're both uh, they're both fairly shy people these yeah. are two of the like the more shy characters i don't know. think he's shy i don't think he's, he's shy. shy he's just like a little bit reserved maybe 
He reserved, but not shy because okay. he's also described as like really forthright and knowing his own mind and believing in his destiny. Like yeah, the, and he's quite yeah. gregarious at the dinner table, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because he's showing off to upset Anne. Yeah, but he can't. He has the capacity <laughs> to do that. Not everything is about Anne, okay? <laughs> Most of it is. Um, um, oh, but yeah, he's, they're not, neither of them are sort of fully described in the book, are they? No. Just, just he's like very, she, yeah, I think it's like extremely pretty for her though, like originally, and he's just got this, yeah. Yeah, the book says, a few years before Anne Elliot had been a very pretty girl, but her bloom had vanished early. And as even in its height, her father had found little to admire in her, so totally different were her delicate features and mild dark eyes from his own. But then... See, but that's the thing about... So at at the opening of Persuasion, Anne is 27, mm-hmm. and it's like she has been wearing the willow for Wentworth secretly, yeah. but it's not like she's inundated with offers either. Like they, her family has long since given up on her ever getting married. She's completely on the shelf. And her older sister, Elizabeth, is like 30 and they're still like Elizabeth is going to make a great match. Yeah, but, yeah but, but, but I think I think the lost love is wearing on her because there's another description slightly later on with when they're describing both of them. He was so this is when they're young. He was at that time a remarkably fine young man with a great deal of intelligence, spirit and brilliancy and Anne an extremely pretty girl with gentleness, modesty, taste and feeling. So they're pretty hot. I think. I think she's just. I think she's just not looking after herself. <laughs> but guys, I, can we also do a contemporary one as well? I think. I think we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, but if it's we're gonna yay. do, if we're gonna do contemporary though, how does that work? Like, for example, what jobs do they have? I don't know. I if think. How, how I does... think Anne would be a GP. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. I yeah. actually feel like totally. That is accurate, <laughs> and I don't know why. For the dissatisfied GP. Yes, yes. So she's a doctor, and how does he make his fortune then? Well, he's. I think he should be sort of down, down and out. But like, I'm gonna make her. Yeah. So, yeah. Like. But a, when he turns back business. on, so, so entrepreneur he's in the dot com boom, basically. Okay. Now I actually, I actually have a really good analog for this. And okay. This okay. From the film Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh Josh Lucas in that who makes. Do you know what? Episode over, Josh Lucas. I'll take him. <laughs> he makes. What does he make? He that makes like a good glass. glass. Yeah, he he's, like, he's a glass, glass artist. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I see it as that. He maybe didn't have much schooling. He didn't go to university, mm. so people didn't approve. And then he went off across the world and started and his, own really, his own glass blowing business, <laughs> <laughs> and is now a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, and now he's got a beautiful property in Alabama. Just so. and exactly, a seaplane. Yeah, a seaplane, a dog. Yeah, all the, all that. Just roaming the beaches for glass. So. <laughs> And where do you want? Where would a contemporary one be set? Is there? Um, there are they still British? I, 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 my, I would say British in my mind, but that's maybe because I lack imagination there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It depends on the actor, I guess. Open, open though, yeah. open. So we don't, we're not. Do you have? No, I have. I have no opinions. Okay. <laughs> I just want to know what you guys thought. Okay. Oh, maybe it should be set in Canada. <gasps> okay. <laughs> in Ottawa <laughs> I think it should be set in Australia You pierce my soul <laughs> I ain't gonna pierce my bloody soul mate <laughs> I'm half agony Half hope <laughs> I think that would be uh, beautiful Don't laugh Okay Yeah 
Okay, well, I guess there's nothing left to do now but actually do our casting. We've got to cast it, babes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess let's start with the our kind of Regency era, and then we'll do contemporary yeah. next. So yeah. do you yeah. want to start with Anne? I feel we got to go first with Anne. Anne. Anne's, yeah. the, Anne's the real. She's the big mama. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rox, kick us off. Ooh, well, um, my first choice, which I feel pretty confident about, is Claire Foy. Oh my god! And, do you know what? <laughs> That's my first choice as well. Oh my! When I was when I was doing my choices, I was like almost going to message you guys and be like, "No, Claire Foy." What? This week. Why? Because you're always you're always wheeling out Claire Foy. No, we not. We wheeled her out once. That's enough. For I me. I yeah. She's been wheeled out once. Yeah. <laughs> Who was, who did you, oh, so, so she Claire, was, for she, she's, yeah. the, she's the queen in, uh, she's the queen in the crown, um, the queen in the crown. I definitely agree she could do it. I mean, from the crown alone. Think of what the queen went through. Anne Elliot, very similar sort yeah. of family basically situation. Yeah. I know. I mean, like the queen, she can't always say what she wants to say. See, only, the trouble that I had with her is that I couldn't think of someone good enough as a foil mm. for her on screen to play Wentworth. How old? She's, she's got big energy, I think. How old is Claire Foy? She's like 35. You, I mean, this this one also would be perfect, but she's probably just a little bit old for it. Um, but Ruth Wilson. And it's, no. No? No, no she's too I love Ruth Wilson. I know. We all love Ruth I just, Wilson. I think she's too feisty to be on. Ja- but Jaina. Jaina yeah, is kind of feisty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she is She's kind of scrappy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, and it's really sweet and quiet and really soft-spoken. Yeah, she's gentle. I don't she's think like, do you know who? Do you know who she could honestly be? Is like Jennifer Garner in um, Juno. <laughs> you know how sad Jennifer Garner is in Juno. Like that's Aww. what Anne Elliot is. No, oh, I love Jennifer Garner. I do yeah. too. She would be a great Anne Elliot. I mean, she wouldn't, but that's that's fine. She would. I don't know. Have you seen her Instagram when she's like baking? Oh my god, I love her baking. <laughs> she's great on Instagram. Yeah. Um and then my last choice then is Gugu Mbata Raw. So she played um Dido Bell in this Regency adaptation called Bell. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. And she was the main in it and she just had this really lovely, sweet, again a bit of a downtrodden energy because she plays a mixed race woman in the Regency era being um brought up by a the Earl of Mansfield. Isn't or is it the Georgian era? Isn't that a true Georgian story era. as well? Isn't it based on a true story? Yeah, I think it's yeah. true. Yeah, it is a yeah. true story. That would add a really interesting dynamic casting like a Especially for a Regency era casting, I think it, it would yeah. add a really interesting dynamic. And she, yeah, yeah I, I, I see that she has that sort of sweetness to her. She mm. she might be a little bit too beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I don't think she's ugly enough. I, but I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you'd struggle to make her but plain. Then, again, yeah. this, this, this goes back to the fact that I think Anne is actually extremely good looking, but just, you know, a little... I don't think she's extremely good looking. It yeah. said extremely I've, no. pretty yeah. in no, the text. It said, it said very pretty. Yeah. No, and, it and it I have said, a quote. It says extremely pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We're not talking about you. Calm down. <laughs> this is like Rochester and craggy. All <laughs> I think of your three yeah. I like. I don't know which one I like. Or I like um, Ruth Wilson the best, but I, she's inappropriate for this role. So Okay, is it me? Your turn yeah. flops, yeah. So Claire Foy was my first choice. Okay. Okay. That's a great choice. Thank you. Yeah. Very I don't know original. how you thought <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. So my other two choices are not like household names in the same way Claire Foy is, but they're both like sort of up and coming British actresses. Sophie Rundle 
is one of them. So she is in Peaky Blinders. She was in Gentleman Jack. She was in Happy Valley. She's really good. She's got a kind of quiet sort of meek way about her. And she's also kind of got Regency face. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. She she does have good energy for that. But she's also like, like, oh, yeah, she does. I've got to stop does. using the word energy too. Yeah. But she's, she's very pretty, but I think you could make her look sort of more plain. Okay. And she yeah. has that kind of quiet sort of, you know. I like that. Shine retiring. Yeah, Mm. that's a really good one. And then the other one is Jessie Buckley, who is an Irish actress. She was recently in Wild Rose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly who that is. She was actually on that BBC talent show, I'd Do Anything. She's a singer and she's been in a few films and she's a real up-and-comer and and she's really, really good. I'm not so sold on that Her less so than Sophie Rundle because she seems, she's she's more sort of lively. Yeah, that's my problem with her, actually. I do think she's... She's got too much initial you spirit. Know, when mm. you said Jessie Buckley, I was just thinking to myself, she would make a great Jane. Oh my God, oh, she, she would. would yeah. She would make a great <gasps> Jane. Yeah. Wow, but yeah, there's yeah, okay. three. I th- I like, I'm, I'm thinking Sophie Rondo. Yeah, Sophie Rondo is good. I yeah. think that's a very strong suggestion. Agreed. Thank you, Rachel. It's not often I like your guys' suggestions, <laughs> but <laughs> I enjoy that one. Okay, is it my turn? It is your turn. Okay, so except for like one or two, for the women, definitely they're all interchangeable between Regency and contemporary. They okay. could do either. And I really, I had a sh- few that I thought were good, but I really struggled to be like, this one's for the Regency, this one's for contemporary. So my first choice, Carrie Mulligan. Um, yeah. I Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Because uh, she could definitely do, she has a, like a really sweet face anyway. Yeah. Like very pretty. You could make her look plain. Mm-hmm. And she she has like a very gentle energy. She I does. just don't see it. I don't know why because I it's because I suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think Carrie Mulligan's could do it, could do the role and do it justice. But I I, I kind of think she has. I think she's too feisty. But maybe that's just because of the roles I've seen her in. Yeah, like I feel like she's been in a lot of Regency roles where she's played because she played like Kitty, didn't she? Yeah. In Prejudice, and mm-hmm. she played uh, Catherine's friend in Northanger Abbey. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did, yeah. Mm. And neither of those are very Annie roles, so maybe it's just having yeah. seen her and stuff like maybe, that. Maybe it is, maybe it is. But Okay, so my other one was Felicity Jones. No. Um, <laughs> I prefer Carrie Mulligan to Felicity Jones, I think. Well, but I, I think I she like could it. do it too. Why I did you just shut that down? <laughs> I don't know, I just... <laughs> Just didn't agree with me. <laughs> okay, well, moving on then. <laughs> moving swiftly on um, to Regency Wentworth. Okay, this is okay. This is yeah, yeah. This is, I, yeah. I didn't care about Anna. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have I, any choices that you like? Feel really good about? I feel really good about one. I don't think you guys are going to feel really good about it, but I want to save that one for last. I'll, I'll save my f- best for last. I okay. think. Um, one of them is. Is Luke Evans? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> no, stop it! <laughs> he would make you just, such, put, you just put him in for shock value. He would you know, he would make a terrible Wentworth, and you know it, and that's why you're I laughing. think he would make a good Wentworth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. no, I don't think he'd be a good no. Wentworth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Luke Evans stan, as you know. But. <laughs> Um, for those of you who don't know, um, Luke Evans was the Beast. Uh, no, it was Gaston. Yeah. <laughs> it was Gaston in Beauty and the Beast, and Rachel thinks his head's too small. So, 
<laughs> well, it is. That. That's mostly why she objects. Um, okay, so that was my third choice. My second choice is Andrew Scott, who played the sexy priest in Fleabag. <gasps> he I is love him. the best. But you know what? I don't know that he's great for this because, well, I mean, he's 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 a good guy in the in Fleabag, kind of. Mm. He's not a bad guy, but mm. he plays a really good baddie. Because he plays Moriarty and... Uh, He'd be a good Mr. Elliot. I don't think he has the... Yeah. Yeah, he would be a good Mr. Elliot. I don't think he has the sort of stoic, quiet sort yeah. of quality. This, I, I found this one really difficult yeah. this round, but... Um, Go on, my, tell, us, my, tell us the my one favorite. we're going to hate. <laughs> no, I don't know what, if you hate it. wasn't Luke Evans? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you hate it, but I'm obsessed with this actor in the minute. Um, Matthew Good. I, I knew, knew you were going to say that. Gonna do <laughs> Again, I knew you were going to put him. And I, do you know what? Yeah. I actually don't hate it. I think he would be so good. He's He's got that sort of austere, reserved quality. He is smoking hot. Yeah, but there's nothing like, there's no naval officer about no, him. There's like, no, he's, there's he's, no he's like He's like Rupert Penry Jones. Like, if, yeah. Yeah, if, if Rupert's too refined, so is Matthew Oh, Good. he's got soft hands. Yeah. Hey, like Matthew I'll, Good I'll had those soft hands any day. <laughs> Matthew Good had like a wine show where he like toured France with his friend. Yeah. Oh no, 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 Hey, it's still, it's still. I mean, he's he's he'd the be, captain do of the ship. He'd be, he'd be good, Wickham. Uh, no, but I okay. He'd be good, Wickham. He I'd would be, be a good. Would he though? Because I'd want to end up with him. Maybe he'd be a good Willoughby. He's he's such a romantic lead. And I also just don't know if you th- captains in the Regency area would have callous hands. They just have weathered faces. I just, but they'd have, they'd have been through some stuff. <laughs> They've Goodness seen some yeah. terrible things. <laughs> okay, so, so my, my number one choice is Rupert Friends. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did we got Manila Oh my God, yes. yes. I, do. He's on, I completely agree. I think he yes. would be... Absolutely amazing. He he is a good choice. I just oh she she just doesn't like it because she didn't suggest it again. <laughs> so Rupert Friend played Wickham in Pride and Prejudice, although yeah. I didn't think he was very good in that. No, what he's brilliant in is Young Victoria. <gasps> yeah, yes, he's yeah. great. Yes. In that. He is so good in that. He's very dreamy. He's also actually very sexy in um, Homeland. Yeah, he's great in Homeland. Yeah, so I, I it is that is a really good choice. Yeah. There's something a bit sort of serious yeah. and sort of grave about mm, him, but mm. he's also kind of, and he's he handsome, can do, but in a kind of interesting way. Yeah, yeah completely agree. Great choice, because it was also my choice. Yeah. So. No, <laughs> this, this, is, this is the one that like came to me suddenly, and I sort of shrieked and ran to my laptop to write it down. <laughs> okay. That's what it by. Um, so my other choice is almost no point in saying but james norton that is my other choice (laughs) this is spooky that is spooky is this a conspiracy guys i mean i love james norton yeah he's good i super love him and i'm i'm nervous to love him because i feel like he's (laughs) i feel like he's kind of like really on the ascent right now and Mm. we're getting to the point where it's like eventually he becomes kind of like tom hiddleston he just becomes a bit cringy when in his like PR campaign to become Bond mm. the same way Tom Hiddleston did yeah. yeah he would I mean I guess he would be a good Bond not that it really matters anymore because Bond is stupid but he, he is a very good choice though he's he's, so, he's almost like too handsome in a way oh. look there's no <laughs> such thing as too handsome for this role for me James Norton every day of the week <laughs> <laughs> for what Wentworth all oh, right okay <laughs> Just I thought you meant just for hang out with. Yeah, just a chat too. No. <laughs> My third choice is Robert Pattinson. <laughs> okay, no. I didn't. I thought of him. No, no, no. no, no Which no, is no, a bit no, left field, no. but I just thought, why not? You know, he's reinvented himself. Wentworth is like a naval captain when he comes back. Like he's commanding ships. He's in charge of stuff. 
Robert Pattinson doesn't seem like he's in charge of anything. Robert Pattinson is like a method actor who he goes undercover as a homeless man for six months to get into the mood for the role. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have Captain in. Do you know what he might be good at? Bennick. Yes. Oh, he'd be a great Bennick. Exactly. Mm, the perfect is, Bennick. He's written a, a song. Perfect, yeah. yeah. He wants to read his poem out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's a bit of an emo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh he's God. never, ever going to get over his lost love. Yeah. And then he dates somebody new next week. Yeah. And also, because there's a little bit of like a free song between Benick and Anne, and you yeah. think like, oh, are they going to hook up? So yeah. that, third tier that is perfect. That is perfect. That is perfect. Okay, well, I'll take you that. You are on fire today. <laughs> okay, well, I guess there's really no point in me saying my choices because <laughs> Flo's already said that this happened last time too. I want to go first next time. You say that well, every time. Heard. You make well, the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Do you well, want to do you want to say the names Rupert Friend and James Norton and we'll react as though okay you've go said them okay the so time. what we'll do right is we'll do, I'll just edit this bit so it's like I've gone first okay. okay okay my first choice is Rupert Friend oh my oh god my that's god amazing. that's amazing that's, that's such a good choice okay well if, if that was gonna sound genuine <laughs> <laughs> you needed to be like I had him do oh sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah. I'll do it again Forget I'll do it again. should should I'll I sound disappointed <laughs> it's not Matthew good <laughs> okay contemporary castings. Well, do you want to go first for this then? Not really. I've <laughs> already given you my two best choices. Oh, yeah. And I, I said yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't so. My contemporary aunt, I only had two choices. Olivia Cook, who plays Becky Sharp in the new Vanity Fair. And she also played Samantha in Ready Player One. She's, I think she's a she great choice. too young to me. I, I don't think she's that young. She's 26 years old. And she does look really young. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, then the second one was uh, Rebecca Hall. Well... Look at, look at this. <laughs> oh, well, how times have changed. <laughs> I mean, she would make a great sassy, but, you know, I prefer her as Anne. She could definitely do that that aspect of Anne's personality where it's like quietly shouldering a big disappointment. He looks like a GP to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Anybody else you want to mention? Or Those were my two for okay. contemporary. I found contemporary hard. Quarantine. Okay, so I was thinking about this and I was thinking that actually I like the idea of aging up quite significantly for a contemporary version. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and having this, it sort of makes it more poignant, like more time has passed Mm -hmm. and they've not Mm -hmm. been together. So I was actually looking at actors in their 40s and 50s. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is is Wentworth also that age? Yeah. (laughs) No, he's 18. (laughs) (laughs) He could be a younger man. He's Um, 85. To be honest, in a contemporary version, it would actually make a lot of sense in the story if Wentworth was younger. And that's alone is why he's, she eventually knocks him back. Like what if she, what if she worked with him? She was a GP and he was like the student doctor that she was looking after and he liked her. And she was like, you're just at the start of your career. Like you're going to go on to a residency. A hotshot neurosurgeon. That would actually be really interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that's. That, that, that would be work. interesting. I'd watch that. Sorry, carry on. Yes, yeah, so I was looking at actresses of that sort of age and I landed on Sophie Okonedo. Oh, yeah. Who she's... is a real stalwart of the kind of British mm. film and TV scene. Yeah. She's been in tons of stuff. She's actually in Wild Rose with Jessie Buckley. She's a wonderful actress. She was recently in Chimerica TV series and Hellboy, but she's like, you see her in everything. She's just got that gentle yeah, vibe I love her yeah I really love her yeah and I kind of just landed on that and I thought she I don't know she just seemed right to me and then I was thinking if it was like an American version who would I do and I sort of just thought Claire Danes but Claire I don't Danes. I don't like Claire Danes's cry though <laughs> <laughs> I I think well maybe she doesn't have to cry it's persuasion of course she's going to be crying for most of it I mean yeah. I guess she did play Beth okay I have two more choices to offer for contemporary mm-hmm. okay the first one I feel like you're going to get mad at this, but she would be really good. Anne Hathaway. Um, yeah, see? Here, here <laughs> I don't I don't know. What's the problem? She's, she's probably too beautiful, she's though. She's too perky. 
No, she's not. She does sad really well. She has a very nice cry. Actually, when she played Jane in Becoming Jane, she had that oh, yeah, quite see, similar energy. And you could make her... Pl- she was kind of plain in Becoming Jane. No, she wasn't. And then when you did her hair up, <laughs> she would be super beautiful. Okay, contemporary Wentworth. I actually wrote down four options. Wow. So I, I really went across the board here. For hotness alone, Travis Fimmel from uh, Vikings. <gasps> He is so hot. You know my <laughs> Vikings. If you're talking about piercing someone's soul, he can do that with his baby blues because, my God, he is one of the hottest men on screen. That's really just <laughs> me okay. wanting to get into a room with Travis Fimmel. Um, my more serious options, Riz Ahmed would be good. I think show he's you, show right you Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just I just think, I think you're reaching there. But. Well, I don't know. I, I thought he, I thought he did that in in the OA when he was playing um, Elias. He really went. He really like oscillated between being intense and being quite gentle and being like keeping things to himself. And also Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan played Adonis in Creed and he was Eric Killmonger. Yeah, I love him. He's really Black hot. Black Panther. Um, I think he would make a I think great. I think he's too young and too sort of youthful looking. But if we are potentially going for an angle where she's an alter GP and he's an <laughs> entrepreneur. <laughs> I love that you guys really like that. <laughs> I think he it would work. work. And also, he's just a humble glass blower. <laughs> he's from Australia. <laughs> just blowing my glass. I mean, he's really hot, so part of me wants to say yes. Hold back in. So again, aged up, Mads Mickelson. Who is that? I mean, he's he, talk about period. Mads Mickelson <laughs> plays <laughs> um, agency face. For God's sake. <laughs> Mads, Mads Mickelson plays the villain in Casino Royale, and he was in Hannibal the series. And uh, I know exactly who this is. I, I, I love just, him. I he looks you, like he looks he like, looks a like sea he's captain. been on. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He absolutely looks like. But a this sea is can, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, he does have Wentworth energy yeah. all over him. Yeah, he's hot. Do you know why he kind of works? Is because. Wentworth has a very like a secret really soft side you could sort of see him having like he doesn't look like he has a soft side but Mm. the surprise would be like actually creamy center I've I've been missing Anne for eight years (laughs) (laughs) and my sweet GP (laughs) hey you know it would work when Louisa takes that tumble Anne's right there exactly with a little GP bag yeah Anybody else you want to? Um, yeah, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I actually don't hate that. You know what? He would do a great job. Right. Yeah. Like he's kind of Wentworthy. Did you see him? He's kind of Wentworthy in like, he's like real life. Wentworth if he was a surfer. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Not quite the sea captain, but yeah. 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 Like he's made his millions. Anyway, that's yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel happy about saying Keanu Reeves. I, I feel I happy about hearing him. <laughs> I don't hate it. Okay, Rachel. well, I am only going to share one choice. What about Charlie Hunnam? Ooh. He actually was on my list as well. I, lo- I love that choice. Yes. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be good. I was thinking like, oh, a modern day Wentworth, he could build motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he definitely looks like he's also searching for glass on a beach, so... <laughs> Is that a job that you can have? <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Somebody builds them. Yeah, it's just I in his garage, storing my motorcycles. Mm. And he comes out oil. and he's like wiping his hands, his he's oily hands on a rag. Then you really... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so invested in the... Hands. <laughs> I've, 
It's kind of a deal breaker for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Charlie Hunnam. Okay. I actually well, think you've nailed it. Now. Thank yeah. you. I'm glad I had one. Who, who do you see him playing against? Anne <laughs> No, I don't see that actually. No. How old is Charlie Hunnam? He's, not. He's probably in his mid thirties. I could see him across from uh, Kerry Mulligan. Yeah, I, yeah, see, I that see that. Much oh, yeah, more. I can that, see that. That that's a good. That yeah. could be quite a sort of sexy oh, adaptation, yeah. couldn't it? Actually, yeah, yeah. Real chemistry between those yeah. two. I I like that for modern. So so actually, <laughs> but she's still a GP. <laughs> <laughs> he restores my sex. She's GP. <laughs> Come on, you definitely watch that. Especially oh, yeah, if he was it. restoring them. <laughs> no, don't watch it. She's in the process of writing it. I've written half the script in my head already, guys. All the script notes are shirtless <laughs> as he's restoring the motorcycle. <laughs> he wipes his callous hands. He licks his thin lips. <laughs> right, before we wrap up for the day, does anybody have any other casting choices they just want to quickly share? I, I have a couple of Mr. Elliot's. Okay, who you got? So my Regency Elliot's are... Eddie Redmayne. Ugh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he actually looks like he's got chap lips as well. He does look like it. And he shouldn't have but chap he lips because he has, hasn't been on a boat. But he also has he a has lot no, of lips. He has no air of mystery about him. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Big words. Um, my second choice is, uh, I think it's pronounced Donal. Donal Gleason. Oh, yeah. Oh, I actually almost yeah. had him for Wentworth, but then I was like, you guys are going to eat me alive. If I yeah, we, uh, I would have, yeah. yeah. I love him. Yeah, I like him too. I mean, my Elliot was 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 Dan Stevens, which we mentioned before. I thought he would make because he's he's he is described as handsome in the book. Okay, uh, I have yeah. a, I have a very good one. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Oh my god, yeah, that is good. He's the that perfect good. Mr. Elliot. That's really good. That yeah. is really good. Yeah. He might. I, I mean, he might be too big just to play that role, but I, I do think it is perfect casting. Mm. Thank you. In the contemporary or the Regency? Both. <laughs> So what were our final choices then? Um, Rupert Friend. Rupert Friend, Friend, Sophie Rundle. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah. I didn't get any in. This was a disaster for me. I'm so sorry, Matthew. Good. (laughs) Well, you know what? If you wanted it to be a success, don't lead with Luke Evans. (laughs) (laughs) No one's listening after that. (laughs) That was just a roaring in my ears after that. (laughs) 